yourself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot see Good morning, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith Delighted to see you, Saturday morning Joined by Mick Lewis And I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit about Manchester City We'll be looking back on the last seven days at Newcastle The frustration of some fans with the transfer window And I guess a little bit of boxing as well Big fight tonight, Alexander Uzik against Anthony Joshua. I'll be asking Mick what he thinks is going to happen in the big one uh, later on tonight. But first, uh, off air, we're discussing this. And I wanted to bring this up with Mick a couple of weeks ago, and I'd forgotten all about it. Uh, we okay. brought this up on the Amigos. And this was a tweet that Mick put out um, showing the in- attention to detail Mick would put in prior to a commentary game. I, I mean, that is just amazing, Mick. Tell us a little bit about that and the kind of stuff that you used to, to do is that, before a big game. Is, is, is that the Benfica game? Is that, that was it the, is, that was yeah. The, yeah, because I put, I put it out just as a, as a reference to the, the pre-season friendly against Benfica. And, and, and it was just actually, I used it as an example of why everybody seems to think that, you know, you know, back in the day, it was so better at Newcastle, even during a very good Newcastle run at that time. That was a that was a, a European quarterfinal, don't forget, against the Stadium Duluth against uh, Benfica, Benfica. I asked people how many players that day would have played today, and there's not an awful lot in it. So, again, that's that's a bit of food for thought for Eddie Howe and the lads here, that you're not a million miles away from that side um, that got to a quarterfinals in, in in the Europa Cup um, against Benfica. But no, going back to the stats, it, it's something I've always done, something that I've always um, prized myself on and, and always taken time after time after time. Uh, the funny thing is, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day about it because everybody, a lot of commentators these days, use computers and especially they cop and paste. So they'll cop and paste all the details of all the players um, for instance, t- tomorrow that Sunday uh, Sunday's game that, that Newcastle and Man City are playing, but I would never do that. I was always a, a I was always an old stager, you know. I was I would write it out every game, every, even every Newcastle player, so I would know that, for instance, Fabrizio Colaccini had played, you know, thirty four of thirty eight games that season in total. He played one hundred and seventeen with four subs and scored two goals since uh, such and such and such and such against Depito La Coruña. But I'd write it all out again, even for the Newcastle players, and then do uh, the opposition, whether it be Manchester City tomorrow. Um, but I was just saying to you on air there, the, the, the funny thing was that, that once upon a time, the only information you ever had, even as a commentator, other than if you sat down with the players or if you sat down with the manager, which even again, it really wasn't the done thing, the only book you had, um, and older older fans will remember this, was a thing called the Rothmans Football Yearbook. Um, uh, and it ran for years and years and years. I, th- I think it's still running in some sort of guise. But basically, all that had on every football club of the 92 football league teams was a player and the squad, uh, their height, their weight, the date that they were birth- the, 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 their, um, their place of birth, uh, uh, how many teams they'd played, uh, and how many how many goals they how many goals they'd played, um, and that's all you had. That's all you had, and that went for years and years and years. And then they launched something in the sort of late a. I think it was probably late, probably late nineties. A thing called the PFA Football Yearbook, which then provided a little bit of a a little bit of a, an insight into the players. You know where they'd done this, where they'd done that. 
Now, of course, the internet then kicked in. And now, you know, the sisters, the brothers, the next door neighbours, the dog, uh, who they've done this, who they've done what. So, yeah, but it's but it's something I've always done. And it's something you need as a commentator. You never you only ever use probably no more than about 10 percent of it because um, there's just too much information there. But if, for instance, there's a there's a long injury or there's a, a long delay or this, that and the other or something, inf- something, something serious happens, then you can then you can draw on it. But um, no, it's, it's just something I've always done and and something that everybody does nowadays. But once upon a time. I was I was sort of led by Jonathan Pierce uh, when we did the World Cup in 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 Italy in 1990, um, and then we just followed through into into league games um, and, and domestic games in this country. Well, a little bit of stat. Uh, it's an anniversary today. It's happy anniversary to Ryan Taylor and uh, that goal. Eleven years today, Ryan yeah. Taylor over the wall, one uh, 0 to Newcastle I, United. I, and I'll tell you something about that one. And a lot of people, uh, well, certainly a lot of people within the BBC uh, highlighted me about that because, you know, there there are some things, you know, in, in commentary, you know, 99.9% of it is is just neither here nor there. But funnily enough, that, that, um, that free kick, do you know what it is? I can't even remember who the goalkeeper was. But either way, when the, when the free kick was lined up, I said to Ando, Look at the keeper. Look at the, what's the keeper doing there? He's 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 not he's not he's not right. He's not set. And sure enough, Ryan Taylor's whipped it over the top of the keeper and beyond. And it's just one of those where everyone's going, "Oh, Lord, he found that." You know, he he, he spotted that. So there, there, every now and then, it really gives you a lot of pleasure just to spot something that maybe nobody else has spotted. But um, yeah, that was a and he's a great guy, great great guy as well, Ryan Taylor. So. Uh, Happy birthday, Ryan Taylor. Yeah, great stuff. Fantastic uh, way to remember his anniversary. Uh, lots of uh, talk about potential incomings, Mick. Let's talk about a little bit of mischief making by the media about Bruno yesterday. And yeah. Um, yeah, suggesting that Real Madrid could be interested in him. And Eddie Howe quickly squashed it in his press conference. Well, I lost. I, I did watch it and I did read it. I read every word of it, as I always do with, with, with Eddie Howe's uh, words and, and his press conference. Um, I, I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna be mischievous, but I am gonna say I'm. I'm not 100 convinced by it. I'm not 100 convinced by it. The one thing I will say is that if if you're a manager, particularly a top line manager, but if you're a manager, the one the one football club you don't want to hear the rumor about the 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 the, the one word you don't want to hear, especially especially if you're a Latin player or a South American player is Real Madrid. And honestly, it would have scared the life out of them once they heard the word Real Madrid. You can forget um, Barcelona. You can forget uh, Bayern Munich. You can forget PSG. You can forget Liverpool. You can forget Manchester City. If you have a top player in your squad who is South American or a Latin and the word Real Madrid gets mentioned, all of a sudden, the, the, the bells start ringing because... It is synonymous, synonymous to those footballers. They absolutely want to live and die, if they can, their final career at the Bernabeu against Real Madrid. I agree with you. I think it's probably too early. I think he's too nice a fella. I think he's too good a fella. He's too genuine a fella. Um, And I don't think it will happen. 
But the problem is, if there is any sort of rumour, if there is any sort of suggestion from Real Madrid, this won't disappear, Steve. This will not disappear. Think of it over the years. Think of the players who slowly but surely have had their, 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 their eyes wandering towards the Bernabeu and Real Madrid. I don't, as I say, I don't want to suggest it. I don't want to even think about it because the guy is an absolute godsend and he's an absolute gem. But the problem is because he is a gem and because he is that good, then you can't dismiss it. You cannot dismiss it. You know, there are some players you would think, well, Real Madrid, why on earth would they want him? I mean, let's, let's for instance, let's be brutally honest. Steve McManaman, were we surprised that Steve McManaman ended up at Real Madrid? Probably a little bit. Were we surprised that Jonathan Woodgate ended up at Real Madrid from Newcastle United? Don't forget. Yes, perhaps again, we were a little bit surprised. I would be less surprised by Bruno because, as I say, he fits the bill. He fits the identity kit for Real Madrid. And as I keep saying, he's a Brazilian, he's South American, he's Latin. Um, it, it's a worry. It's a worry for me. I don't think, as I say, it's going to happen in the foreseeable future. But I would watch this space. I would watch this space. And, and, and again, going back to Eddie Howe's body language, it's a very, it's a very, very, uh, it's, it's a big problem for managers because you want your players to be ambitious. You want your players to be the best that they can. You don't want to disrupt them. You don't want to be negative to them. You don't want to fall in, in into a row with them. You don't want to. You certainly don't want to start pushing them. So it's a it's it's a it's a real balancing act for for Eddie Howe for any player, but certainly when it's your star player and your star player is being linked with Real Madrid. I did see a couple of texts yesterday or tweets from Bruno, which seemed to suggest not a problem, and let's hope it's not a problem. But as I say, I would be very, very surprised if it doesn't disappear or if it, if there is a part on, on Real Madrid's part um, that it won't disappear. It's funny enough, Mick, I have sat back and watched Twitter and the, some of these journalists that were talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, and you're right, you know, I mean, they're literally clutching at straws now because, you know, mm. there's, there's, the stuff that comes out mate, mm. at times, not naming names, but there's, there's some of these some of these people are just literally making up stories now because there's nothing there's nothing getting out of the club that, you know, the, the leak has been plugged well and truly. Well, the interesting thing as well is, as well, it, it's, it's funny how we've been talking um, since whatever, since the last game of last season, and we've talked about transfers and we've talked about who we're getting, who's being linked, who's being wanted. Uh, are we going to get them? Are we going to get this? And I kept thinking all the way through. And now we're talking about what we're talking now. We're talking almost two and a half, three months. I kept thinking to myself, do you know what it is? Once upon a time, yes, it would be all about let's see who we can get. Let's see who we can improve. Let's see who we might get a hold of, who we can't. But there was never, and there hasn't been to date, no question whatsoever as to who we might lose. And that's always been, you know, you know, when I was thinking last night about the Bruno thing, Andy Cole, you know, Diddy Haman, uh, Sissoko, Carroll, Woodgate, Ferdinand. Think of big, big players over the years who we've lost um, for, for either one reason or another. You know, in the case of, say, Ferdinand was pushed out the door pretty much. Um, Andy Carroll had no real um, uh, option but to go to Liverpool. Um, Sissoko, likewise, was slightly pushed. Um, 
So, you know, there, there have been varying ways over the years that players have left Newcastle, but there's never been any talk of it to date. Now, maybe that is, and this sounds a little bit unfair, maybe because there's nobody in that Newcastle squad who anybody's particularly desperate to get a hold of. But he is obviously the one. He is the one. Everybody else is coming into St. James's. Nobody is going out of St. James's. So it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a story that, as you say, it's easy to write because you're sick and tired as a journalist of saying, he might come, he might come, he might come. Give me a different story. Right. The different story is to turn it round and say, actually, he's going to go. So this is a different story. So I, everybody's just filling, um, you know, pages of newspapers or texts on tweets or texts on online. Um, you, it, it's just the life we live in, Steve. It's just the life we live. Have you had time to, to look at Pedro? He seems to be, we know that's a genuine bid. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know a great deal about him. I've, I've caught a, I caught him playing for Watford a, a couple of times and um, he seems very, you know, very creative. Um, you know, he seems to be able to drift left and right and certainly, you know, would be good with assists. I've, I have managed to see Ramos, um, the, the, the striker yeah. that I've been linked with, He's very much like a fox in the box. So they're two completely different players. Well, the one thing I would say is um, not so much Pedro, but I, I always quite like the lad Saar um, at Watford, but that's gone now. Um, but in terms of Ramos, I did actually remember thinking to myself, watching that preseason friendly against Benfica, I remember thinking what a, what a, what a, what a useful lad he was. And I don't know if you, if you, if you listened to it that day, but the commentary was a, a rather strange commentary. I don't know who they found it or where it was from. But it was essentially, even though it was in English, people will remember this. Um, it, was, it was essentially from English, but it was sort of broken English. And it was clearly a Benfica FC um, commentary team of some description. But they could speak English. So they didn't know an awful lot about Newcastle United. But they knew an awful lot about Benfica and what they'd done, and what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. And they did say one or two things about Ramos and the youngster and how he'd, he'd, he'd had a disappointing last season, but they were hoping again this season, um, you know, he was going to move on again. So I must admit, I did take note of Ramos, but that was the one and only time that I've ever seen the lad in the flesh, so to speak. Um, and, I, I, and, I, and I did quite like him. But... There are so many out there, Steve. There's so many out there. It's it's ridiculous to a degree. As I said before, you just have to wait and see what happens. Um, and, and listening to Eddie Howe again yesterday, you know, he seems quite, he seems anyway, quite relaxed about it. I'm sure in a week's time, he'll be less relaxed. I'm sure about three days from the end of the transfer window, he'll be even less relaxed. Uh, and I think sooner or later, something will happen. But the problem is that, as you know, if you end up doing for the sake of doing, i.e. buying for the sake of buying with the last 48 hours, the last 24 hours, then you're really cutting your nose off to spite your face. It, you know, these sorts of deals, if you were going to do them, you really should have done them before now. Um, and that's not happened. So either fair play to them for sticking to their guns or we just can't. We just can't get hold of the players that we wanted. Etiquette being... The, the number one case in point, because the, the manager has actually come out and admitted that they wanted him, 
but they couldn't compete with him because the young man has suddenly been given to PSG and he's French. And you cannot, you cannot compare with that sort of uh, with, that, with those sorts of teams and those sorts of clubs. Yeah, yeah, you, you are right. Um, yeah, Pedro out of the squad today for Watford, pain in the ankle. Not so sure about that story in Newcastle yeah. world yeah. that Pedro will be missing from the Watford squad. Let's hope that that, that you know that that means that there is a, a chance of at least another player coming in. I, I think Eddie Howe, and, and this is my opinion, I think Eddie Howe will be getting frustrated. I think he's got yeah. a very good he's got a very good poker face uh, when he does yeah. press conferences. Um, he's you know he's very good at media work. And um, I just think there could be a bit of frustration. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ashworth's getting it in the neck a little bit by, by him. Well, uh, be, but there, will, uh, there will be frustration. But at the same time, at the same time, let, let's be genuinely honest about this. They've picked up Matt Target. So they've got, I'm sure Eddie Howe will have been said to them, get me Matt Target. He did enough at six months last year. We need a left back. They've got Matt Target. Get me in a centre-back. Get me in Botman, who I'm pretty sure that when they didn't take him in January, they did say to him, look, we're coming back to you in the summer. They've got Botman. Now, they've lost Shelby, which is a bit of a blow. But I'm pretty sure that having had Botman, having had uh, Nick Pope as well, don't forget. So you've got three, essentially three signings there. Now, three signings is not bad, you know. And if you're improving your squad, and Botman is definitely a plus, Target, because we saw him last season, is definitely a plus to anything we've had at left-back in recent seasons. The goalkeeper on the basis of Brighton and Hove Albion is better, just about, just about, than we've seen in the last couple of years. So if we can get one, maybe two provisionally, proper one, proper one, not just one for the sake of doing it. If we can get one proper one, and that seemed to be Eddie Howe's phrase yesterday. He seemed to be saying, if we can get one, I'm hopeful we'll get one. Now, maybe in an ideal world, he'll get two. In an ideal world, he might get three. I don't know. But he, because he is so hell-bent on making sure he doesn't disrupt the squad, doesn't, doesn't disrupt the phrase, the squad that have put itself together and, and worked from 18th to 11th, he's quite happy where he is at the minute. But a little bit of tweaking doesn't do any harm. And if, and if you look at, I was thinking about this yesterday, if you're looking... Because you've got you've got one extreme and the other, right? So that the, the Premier League has the top boys who just cherry pick. So Manchester City have Haaland and they spend huge amounts of money, but they just need that one. They just cherry pick. They just fine tune it. Liverpool did it with Van Dyke, made a huge difference to them, just as a one off ended up buying them the title. At the bottom end, you've got chaos. You've got chaos. You've got Manchester uh, you've got Nottingham Forest um signing sixteen players. But you can do that and you have to do that because you go from championship level to premier level. You have to sign players left, right and centre. You've got the parachute payments uh, uh, as, a, as, the, as, the, as the sort of safety net. They've lost players anyway. So everybody's thinking it's crazy that it's 16. It's actually 16 against 16 in and out. But our bottom line is they are they are improving this. But that's easy to do. It's, it's easy to improve a lesser squad that's been playing in the championship. You've got to improve it to play it in the Premier League. The tough, the tough act is the middle level of the Premier League where you've got yourself settled. You've got yourself in a position where, in Newcastle's case, you've improved from a side that was struggling to a prove that is comfortable. And you don't need 
to improve a huge number and you don't want to improve a huge number because you've got that level of consistency. You've got that level of working together as a club, as a squad. So you don't want to spoil it. And at the same time, do you genuinely, do we genuinely believe, Steve, that if we really went out with PIF's money and signed four biggins, real biggins, do we really think we would then be top four? Do we really think we were top five or six? It's a tough one. Again, going back to the balancing act. And I think that's why what you need to do is slowly but surely just bed it in, bed it in. So I think all Eddie Howe's looking about is from 11th, he's looking to 8th or 9th. If we get a little bit better than that, great. But if we stay 11th, 12th, 13th, fine. And as I say, we've got three good ones, get two more, that'll be just about right. So I just don't think people should worry and panic. And certainly, as I keep saying, just trust what Eddie Howe's doing. Lots of questions coming in about tomorrow's game. We will come to them in the yeah. second half. And uh, Alan Thompson says, totally agree, Mick and Steve. How will be frustrated, but so will 10 or 15 uh, or so other managers. I certainly would not like to be an Everton or a Ten Hag uh, Manchester panic. Or, Le- or, 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 or Leicester City. You know, we, meant, we mentioned Leicester City two weeks ago. I mean, Leicester City, X, X number of years ago, were Premier League winners. Two years ago, they were FA Cup winners. They've been playing in Europe for the last two or three years. All of a sudden, their world is in a very different place and you're not quite sure what's happening. And is that down to finance? Is that down to losing players? Is that down to not being able to attract players, et cetera, et cetera? So I still still maintain that while we are still very, very much on an upward curve, Newcastle, there are one or two on a curve going the other way. And Leicester... And Manchester United are the two biggest in case, bearing in mind they've been comfortably top six or seven players for the last five, six, seven years. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, people ask him, would you, would you take Vardy as uh, is, is a bit of a gamble? Would you take him in for 20 goals striker that John's talking about? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I just... I would love to. I would love to think, but I don't know for definite. But I, I would love to think that um, uh, the the Dan Ashworths and the and the Henny, and the Eddie Howes of this world would 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 just literally go. Not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense in in any way or form. Either the way that he played as a player, uh, the age that he is, the fact that he's intent. You know, he, he's he's integral to Leicester City. And on top of that, I, I, I would find it hard to believe. That um, that Vardy would actually ever leave Leicester City. There's no point. He's a wealthy. He's a wealthy boy. Why would you spoil yourself um, in terms of leaving Leicester to go for what one year, two years at somewhere like an Everton or a or a Newcastle or someone like that? No, never. I, I never in a million. I, I would. I would never ever say never in the world of football. But that would be the closest thing to it. Uh, Vardy going to Newcastle. Yeah, just talk about Nottingham Forest, Mick. I mean, that's that's from mm. where you you know you, you know quite well. I mean, you yes. know, they, they, they are bringing in. I, I think I've, are they like sixteen players now? Somebody, I mean, how's how's how are people in Nottingham taking this? Somebody said somebody a mate of mine sent me a text yesterday saying something like, "If they if if they carry on the way they're going, half the squad will be in the River Trent within six <laughs> months because there'll be too many queued up outside the dressing room to get back in." I mean, it, it, it's crazy, but it makes sense, Steve. Honestly, it makes sense. I get it because the guy's too bright. 
the guy, the, the, the guy, Steve Cooper, is too wise a guy. You know, I talked yesterday, uh, last year, um, sorry, last week about uh, Graham Potter at Brighton, at Eddie Howe, at Steve Cooper. There's some bright young things there, you know, who are doing good things as coaches and managers, and they are British, and it's good, and it's good, and he's brave as well. You know, the, the owner, Marinakis, is a, is a strange character in many ways, but he's actually really has you know, pulled the, pulled, pulled, pulled the boat out for his, for his manager. And, you know, he's, he's finding players. He knows, I mean, you know, people are saying, well, how's he got him? Why has he got him? You know, he's, he's got a good, good pedigree Cooper. So he was, you know, so he was an academy uh, coach at Liverpool. He was an academy coach with England. You know, he's done well at Swansea. He's done well here with, with, with Nottingham Forest. He's got good players. And as I said before, it's easy to do that. I mean, let, let's let, let's be honest, um, Steve. You know, Kevin Keegan did exactly the same because we had to. Needs must. Needs must. I mean, we all loved Gavin Peacock and David Kelly. We all loved the pair of them. They both went very quickly because Andy Cole and Peter Beardsley were better options. Exactly the same with Forrest. Plus, on top of that, Forrest have had about five or four or five lone players who've been who've been sent back. To their to their designated club, Samba, the goalkeeper, decided to to jump ship and left. So uh, there has been a, a sort of. I mean, somebody told me yesterday. Actually, I don't know for a fact because I don't look at it carefully enough. But they've got sixteen in Forest, but they've got sixteen out. And the other thing about Forest is, and I touched upon this earlier, unlike back in the day, when uh, when the Premier League created this wonderful subject called parachute payments. You can do what the hell you want when you get promoted. You know, you can. You can, you can buy half the world. Um, and if you could get relegated, you'll still manage to keep those players for another couple of years because of the parachute payments. So you look at it now. You've got Norwich City. You've got West Bromwich Albion. You've got Fulham. You've got Wolves. You've got, the, you know, you've got these sorts of teams who are just yo-yoing. They're just yo-yoing. I mean, Norwich City have, have, have actually... They've said in no uncertain terms that they will not, um, they, they will, they will not, they, they don't care in the slightest about enjoying the one season in the Premier League uh, if it means being relegated because they'll go back again. Um, Forest are trying a little bit more um, to, to stay uh, and keep their keep their head above water, but if it means getting relegated, they've got the parachute payments. So as I say, I've just touched upon it there. Being being at the top end of the Premier League in terms of transfers and sales and, and negotiations, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. At the top end, it's the easiest thing in the world to do, to sit there with a big fat cigar and say, right, Liverpool, I tell you what we'll do, we'll go and have Van Dyke now. Yeah, we'll have Van Dyke. Man City, a big fat cigar, let's have Haaland. You know, you, know, you can just cherry pick, you just cherry pick. You've, money is no object. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect your team. You're only ever going to improve your team. It's the boys in the middle who are torn between do we try and stay stable, which is pretty much what Newcastle are doing at this minute in time, or do we try and buy four or five players and spend a lot of money or as much money as we can and try and get in to five, six, seven and back into Europe? That's the problem that, that, that Newcastle have got. 
Yeah, uh, the must-watch any UFC matters, Leicester. They've acted very quickly. Uh, Vardy's just signed a new contract until twenty twenty-four. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you what I found as well because I've spoken to you this before about my uh, uh, my my sister's brother-in-law, um, and I said to you about uh, Madison and everybody, you know, even us, quite like the thought of Madison. But I did. He said to me, "You might find that this is all about Madison trying to get a new contract. He signed. He's he's bought a house in Nottingham." Not long ago, uh, there's two or three of them bought new houses. So there's all sorts of shenanigans going behind the scenes. It's got nothing to do with, you know, Newcastle United fans, Newcastle United's desires to read or trying to um, trying to get to uh, James Madison to, to St. James's Park. All, all Madison and his people are doing and now presumably Vardy are doing is just upping the ante so that they can get... The, the, the contract improvement that they need to keep themselves that little bit more comfortable. Uh, Alan McIntyre says, would you pay £45 million, uh, for Skibbs' weight, uh, including add-ons? Me, personally, would be very disappointed if we'd laid out that kind of fee on players like him. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I was surprised, yeah, like everybody else was. But look, Mick's well, made the point, Nottingham Forest are, are trying to, well, they're trying to stay up this season. That's what they're trying to do. Ah, absolutely. And, and as I say, they have the parachute payments. Um, Gibbs White, I've got a feeling that Gibbs White made his debut for Wolves against Newcastle um, uh, at St. James's a while back. But either way, he's, he's, he's a, he is, he is a, a talent. He is a talent. But he was a, he was a, he was a, a key member of that England under-17 side that Steve Cooper was very much the coach and he dictated to and they liked him the lads they win that they win the championship etc etc and the words i heard yesterday was that as much as everton wanted as much as one or two other teams wanted he the lad wanted to go to forest because he wanted to play for a coach he liked and a coach presumably i mean let's let's be honest they're paying him an awful lot of money as well so you know it, it, it's more than down to the fact that X and Z want A and B, etc., etc. There's a lot of there's a lot of heads uh, being scratched. There's a lot of there's a lot of mind games being played, um, and in the end, they've got them. But they've broken their records two or three times now, Forrest. But would you would you genuinely think that they're going to stay in the Premier League at this minute in time? Because what you can do, of course, is you, you and this is the problem that Eddie Howe has because he wants to keep that consistency. You can you can you can dis, you can disrupt the, the squad. Way, way too much, and certainly to the tune of of sixteen. I mean, I, how on earth they they're going to play eleven in the next foreseeable future? Because he said yesterday, Steve Cooper, they're going to sign even more players. So let's wait and see. That's their problem. It's not Newcastle's problem. Exactly, exactly. Okay, a big shout out to our sponsors as always. Thank you very much to Skips and Bins. Telephone 0800 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com website www.skipsandbins.com Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals this month, 304 Old Durham Road, Gateshead. Telephone 0191 478 2730. Website uh, darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists. www.gohd.com 
Shop in Nun Street is now open. And thanks to Mr. Vicky Sources, Handmade in Cumbria. You can find them at mrvickys.co.uk or 768-210-102. Thanks to Away Day Clothing and thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle. If you want to subscribe, hit the Anywhere C Matters logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. Please hit the thumb up under the video to like it and click share to share your social media and drop into the comments to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans or to ask me and make a question in the second half of the show. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and the rest goes up 24 hours after the show has been on YouTube. If you want to become a member, click join underneath the video or go to the uh, NUFC Matters membership pack site uh, on the website. You can use your smartphone uh, and put your camera over the QR code. It will take you straight there. Don't forget as well, we give away free car stickers to anybody who subscribes. You just need to apply to John at nufcmatters.com and he will post you one out. Don't forget, the food bank will be across the road from the ground, uh, across the road from Shearer's Bar on Sunday. Pop over to see Steve Hasty and the lads and lasses who will be doing their bit. You can also make a donation via nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk if you can't get to the match on Sunday. Peter Beersley Soccer School, still running through the month of August. Go to peterbeersleysoccerschool.com uh, if you want to enrol your kids. Still time. And don't forget me and Supermac. We'll be doing our free talking pre-match and post-match tomorrow. Half past two, pre-match, seven o'clock, post-match. Get yourself along to see me and Malcolm. Kids are welcome. Okay, back to the uh, the questions. There was one that came in a bit earlier from FIFA. Mm. And uh, this is a question for Mick. This new castle tax... It's not really real, is it? Look at Liverpool. They've paid every value of what teams have wanted for their players. Why do we think we can't uh, pay top dollar? comes down to financial fair play, doesn't it, Mick, really? Absolutely. As, 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 you know, we, it, it, you almost sound like a, a, a scratch record. but We do, yeah. You know, at, th at this minute in time, the bottom line is we have missed the boat. Newcastle have missed the boat because of Mike Ashley. We have missed the boat. We've missed the financial boat. We've, you know, the, the kitty is not as big as the kitty is for the Liverpools, the Chelsea's, the Manchester Cities, etc., etc. People find it rather puzzling because, of course, uh, immediately you have Nottingham Forest buying sixteen. But when you, when you, when you crunch the numbers, it's not an awful lot of money, really. You know. So the reality of the situation is they essentially are a conglomerate um, or let's put it, let's put it this way. You know, the, the, the Leeds, uh, sorry, the, the Liverpools and the Manchester cities and the Chelsea's, et cetera, they are the Harrods. Uh, we are the Marks and Spencers, you know, we you know, we, 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 we are getting there. We're getting there slowly. We're trying to, 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 to make amends, but we have missed the boat. And, you know, the, the kitty is just not as big as it is for those top teams. And, and, that is, uh, and that's the scary bit about it, uh, Steve, because going back to everything I've just said about the big fat cigars, you know, when you've got the Manchester Cities and you've got the Liverpools who are in a world of their own anyway, and all they have to do is sit there and think, oh, I'll tell you what it is. We'll go and get Haaland. We'll go and get Van Dijk. We don't need to go anywhere else. We've got a fantastic... And everybody else is swimming like absolute bilio and trying to desperately get themselves involved, but you can't do it. So it's, 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 it's a time exercising, you know, it's, it's a real problem 
for, for the top teams. I mean, it's it's funny because Eddie Howe in his um, uh, in his press conference yesterday talked about quite rightly the nineteen ninety eight ninety nine season, which was the third tier of this country, where as a Bournemouth player he was playing against Manchester City. So Manchester City are playing the Kevin Horlocks and the Jamie Pollocks and the Paul Dickoffs of this world, and they're in the third division. And Bobby and Eddie Howe's playing for Bournemouth um, at Dean Court. Um, in the end, Bournemouth, ended, I think, ended up seventh that season. Uh, Manchester City got through the playoffs um, and, and finished third. So that's 1998-99. Nine years later, Abu Dhabi arrived. Bloody, 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 blah, and where we are now. So it's it's a long, long. Um, it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of years. That's what. That's that's twenty odd years. So it, you know, it it takes time. It takes time. And people, the problem is, Steve. People don't have time anymore. We've never had time. You know, once upon a time, people were impatient. But nowadays, as a society, we are a hundred and fifty times more impatient than we ever were. So people are going to have to live with this. They are genuinely going to have to live with it. Yeah. Does Mick think Almiron is capable of improving his goals and assist stats, or do you think he's reached his ceiling, says Tim Watson? I don't know. I don't know. I did say this last week that there was a time when I would have said absolutely 100%. Uh, I think you'd have to find um, an alternative. But in the last six months, he's improved so much. Um, uh, he definitely, definitely has a talent. His attitude clearly is very, very good. Again, going on, you know, because I, I'm not in and around the, 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 the training ground as I used to be, but I listen to Eddie Howe. And if Eddie Howe says he's a proper fella, then he will be a proper fella. Um, and he certainly suggests that way as well. But, 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 is he going to be the sort of player we want to take the, the club forward? Is he going to develop from the... I think I looked at it yesterday. I think he's got. I think he's got twelve of one hundred and twenty goals. I think it's about the same as Joel Linton. Um, uh, so it's 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 pretty much. Uh, and and St. Maximin is about fourteen goals and slightly less less games. So you, you're not surprised to find that St. Maximum is 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 at a better ratio in terms. Of, this is just goals than Joel Linton and Almiron, who are almost identical in terms of goals and games. Um, they need to be better than that. They need to be better than that. And I'm not just talking about Almiron. I'm talking about ASM. And I'm also talking about Joel Linton as well, because I get a bit tired of everybody thinking that Joel Linton is the greatest thing since sliced bread, just because he's improved from being what was, without a shadow of a doubt, the worst footballer, pound for pound, I've ever seen in Newcastle colours, to somebody now who definitely puts a shift in, somebody who's definitely doing... Uh, and 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 being honourable to the black and white striped shirt, but he's he still to me doesn't create enough. He doesn't score enough. So we need more from Almiron. We need more from ASM, and we also need more from Joel Linton as well. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Well made. Uh, Alan says cheers for the Gibbs White explanation, Mick. Now I understand more of the reasons why he moved there. He loves uh, him. He, he he loves him. The young the young man loves Steve Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, ASM and Miggy both have really disappointing end products, either awful passes or terrible shots, says Stu. Uh, we are building a bigger, faster boat, says Chris Collins. And uh, Alan Thompson says, Mick, on Monday, do you believe the Manchester United versus Liverpool game is the biggest relegation battle in Premier League history? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, 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 you know, but, you know, everybody thinks, oh, what a state or what's what a state uh, Manchester United. Are. And then they go out yesterday and they buy somebody for 70 million pounds. You know, I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, my, my, Manchester United have always been a club who've sort of always left me a little bit cold. I have to say, you know, I, I get the Munich situation and I, and I get the, the tragedy in a footballing sense. Um, but as a football club, they've they've left me cold. And 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 as a as an awful lot of neutrals, um, we were all at the time. We were all at the time. I say at the time, we were all much happier to see a, a city half and a blue half of Manchester than a red half. As it is now, the, the blue half is getting as tedious now as as as, as the red half. So uh, everybody then jumped on Liverpool because Liverpool were great and Kloppo was great. Um, what we need, what we need, is a black and white striped shirt to finally, finally, give them a run for their money. But it's going to take time. It's going to take time. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Uh, Steve, the financial fair play rules state that no one can donate sixty million over four years, right? So Newcastle can sign a big player, and it's a tax write-off as a financial fair play ruling. Hence, Spurs pumped one hundred and fifty million pounds uh, to buy new players. Yeah, there's definitely ways around it. There's, there's no doubt well, about that. Well, that, 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 well, that's what Macaranis is doing at, at, at Nottingham Forest. Yeah, yeah we're, uh, we're playing catch he is very much a wheeler and dealer. Very much a wheeler and dealer. The guy at um, at, at Forest, but he's you know, some, sometimes that's not a bad thing. That's, sometimes that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, there was no, there was no team, there was no football club in in this country wheeling and dealing more than NUFC in the in the early nineties when 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 Sir John and and, and Freddie and and Freddie Fletcher um, and the likes and we were breaking British records for Warren Barton. We were breaking British records for Darren Peacock. We was we were breaking world records for Alan Shearer. You know, we were we were falling out. K- KK was falling out with Andy Cole. I mean, if people, if, I thought about this yesterday again. I think we mentioned it about a month ago. If people think that Bruno, uh, if people think that Bruno going to Real Madrid will have people sleeping at night or, or failing to sleep at night, you should have been back in the day like you and I were when Andy Cole left. I mean, fifty-five goals in seventy games, and suddenly KK says he's going to Manchester United. I mean, your whole world has fallen apart. So yeah, don't 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 think that um, the Bruno Real Madrid story is the only time that Newcastle United have ever jeopardised or or a player has been jeopardised by another club. Coley for Manchester United was an absolute body blow at the time, and yet three years, two years later, Alan Shearer arrives, and the rest is, as they say, history. Yeah, Nicholas says five-year business plan. The new owners aren't daft. Ashley used the town, uh, the tune like a kid with a piggy bank. FIFA says, well said, Mick. Every winger in that squad needs to give at least ten goals a season, or they need to leave in the next window because uh, we want to climb the table. Yeah. Michael says Just... we we brought one new outfield player, different from last year. Central defender, as good as he is, and a big player. It's simply not enough. No, it isn't. It isn't absolutely, and he knows that. He know, he knows that as well, and he knows it for the same reasons that we've just said it there. That those three, uh, ASM, Joel Linton, and, uh, and and Almiron, aren't putting enough in. We know that we're missing uh, a, a goal scorer other than Callum Wilson. Um, everything else is 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 pretty much okay. But for what we need, we need more than uh, we need more than that. We need more. We we need more quality. It will happen. I'm I'm absolutely sure it will happen. But I just, I just, I think I asked, I think I, I think I made the question about um, 
however many months ago it was, you know, would we would we be brave enough that they were brave enough not to do it and not to not to not to not to do deals for the sake of it um, and and not just knee jerk. You know, I mean, I mean, we did we got it right. We got it right. Four of the five in January got it absolutely spot on. So our, our track record is pretty good. But I, I think we would disappoint it if we suddenly brought a couple in just for the sake of it. And I think Eddie Howe is too clever enough um, and he's too honourable enough to his squad. You know, the fact that he's, he's, he's held Bruno back, the, the fact that he's held Botman back. Although he did interestingly yesterday say, if people think that I'm not the sort of manager who is prepared to splash the cash and put a top liner straight in, forget it. He will do that. He will do that. So, again, that's good food for thought as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it, it, look, look uh, you've got to trust the process at the minute. And I still think Absolutely. there's a big, big hangover from uh, the previous ownership, unfortunately. Alan says, I was driving past Old Trafford yesterday. I was shocked to see at least 100 season tickets nailed to the door. I said, stop it. I'm having them. Nails never come in wrong. <laughs> What was the one? There was the one about um, the Oxford shop with the, the 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 sign in the window. No, no Manchester United shirts needed. Don't need any more. It's all right. Got enough. Got enough. <laughs> uh, Jordi Tumbele says our defence was horrendous last season. I had to fix that part first. Yes, we now move on to attacking players this window and next. And caretaker says people forget we had big money to spend in January. If only the takeover had gone through last summer. Yeah. And that's and, that, and that's why tomorrow. I know it's early. I know it's really early, um, uh, and because it, you know it sort of contradicts what I say. That if I was to say that because Crystal Palace got a draw at Liverpool in the week, um, is this a good time to get Manchester City? Because if you if you catch his team cold, they can be a little bit rusty. But the other side of the other side of the coin is um, we are rusty as well. We we are. Yes, I think Eddie Howe's quite happy with the way that we've started the season. You know, you can't do anything more than win one, lose one, haven't conceded a goal. Um, but going back to that point about about how well we did defensively, you know, again, the test tomorrow will be the fact that it's Manchester City. And as well as we did, and fantastically well, to win 12 of those last 18 between December through until May, the two teams... Lesser so Liverpool, but more so Manchester City. The two teams we just couldn't compete with. Can we compete with them more tomorrow? We might not beat them tomorrow, but see, let's see defensively whether we can cope with Haaland, whether we can cope with De Bruyne, whether we can cope with what Manchester City do. Can we? Can we? You know, ask them one or two questions as well. Can we nick a goal, two goals maybe? Manchester City. I don't know, but it will be interesting. But as I say. For me to turn around and say this could be a good time to catch Manchester City because they're new and it's it's the it's you know it's it's the beginning of a season and everybody's a bit stale, then you've got to say that the same argument applies to Newcastle as well. We're all we're all just gen, gently rolling the the wheels uh, of this season. Yeah, Newcastle United take Manchester City uh, on tomorrow half past four live on Sky Sports and. Uh, yeah, big game. Uh, John Joe Shelby, sidelined. Matt Target, undergoing a late fitness test. Ryan Fraser should be available. Mm, 
fitness on Emil Kraft to be confirmed. Uh, Manchester City, uh, Calvin Phillips is uh, back in training and uh, should be okay for tomorrow. Sergio Gomez, who's uh, one of Man City's new signings, is expected to be in the squad that will travel to Tyneside as well. Uh, 100% start for Pep Guardiola's team. 2-0 win at West Ham, 4-0 win over Bournemouth. And Jared Gillette is uh, going to take the, uh, the spot tomorrow. He's refereeing. Um, last time he was at St James's Park was in April for the 2-1 home win over Leicester. VAR, which is often switched off at Newcastle's games, uh, is Peter Banks. Uh, don't forget to check your train timetables if you're coming to Newcastle because strike is today, uh, but uh, it does take a little while for the uh, for the rail services to get back to normal. So there are revised timetables. Double check, don't get caught short uh, on your journey to St James's and your journey Home. Okay, Mick. Lots of people saying, what would you start and line up being? Yeah. Some people saying, would you go to a back five? Um, some people suggesting that Botman man marks Haaland. Mm. What's uh, what's your take, Mick? What would you like to see happen? Well, I mean, I mean, the most the most fascinating, you know, because I love I love playing mind games and I love sort of playing um, trying to get into people's heads. And you know, as I say, I spent twenty five years at um, at Newcastle and be absolutely blessed to sit, you know, head to head with the Keegans, you know, with the Soonesses, with the all the managers, you know, every every week, three or four times, just sat them as you and I are sitting now. I mean, it it's a, it was an absolute blessing um, and it doesn't happen these days. You know, poor old Matthew Raysbeck at this minute in time is, is in a, he's in a group environment uh, with other journalists. So he's not, he's not got head to head interviews that I had. So, you know, I, I've had enough time over the years to try and think into the heads of, of, of managers. And obviously, the number one question I was thinking about yesterday was was Matt Target. And, and I, I, looking at what Eddie Howe was saying, I mean, he said, we'll leave him late. We'll leave him late. Now, once upon a time, invariably, invariably, but I don't know Eddie Howe. I don't know Eddie Howe as well as I knew all of those players, all of those managers. Um, once upon a time, that would be pretty much synonymous to he won't play. Um, that we'll give him time. We'll give it. We'll we'll leave it late. We'll leave it late. But basically, it probably means it's just a bit too early. So I don't know, but that would be my thought on the basis of what Eddie Howe said, which would for me think that Botman uh, would go in at centre back and that uh, Dan Byrne would go in at left back. I know I've heard John Anderson, who obviously I respect highly because we worked together for 20 years or so. Um, he seems convinced that it'll he'll play a three. I don't know. I don't know. I think you, you could argue it both ways. Um, I, can, I can see it to a degree. But at the same time, another thing that Eddie Howe said yesterday, and I think this is a very, very fair point and a point that is probably more important. And, and that is that, we at least have a go. We have a go. And I, and I do believe that unless you play three at the back with two wing backs, unless you do that week in, week out, you cannot do it properly. You cannot do it properly in its, in its attacking sense, in its attacking sense, because you need, you know, you, you need a, a squad that works with proper wing backs, that works with strikers who work with wing backs. We don't have that. We don't do that regularly. And you can't just throw it in as a one and then go back to four the week after. So I would be surprised if he went to three wing backs, if he wants to try and give them a game. And I do genuinely think 
despite the criticism and the fact that we've talked this morning about Almiron and 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 and, uh, and ASM being very very frustrating and a little bit inconsistent, I still think they have the option. They have that. They just have that surprise element. They have that surprise element. And I just think if, if, if I, you see, Ryan Fraser is available. And I did think even start of the season, I think when we talked about who would your team be against um, Forrest first game when Fraser was fit, I thought Fraser would probably go in there ahead of Almiron. I'm still now a bit of an Almiron fan. And I just think that if Almiron and ASM, even, even if they are frustrating, if they are inconsistent, they might just pull a rabbit out the hat. And we need rabbits out of hats. We don't we can't go we can't go toe-to-toe with them. We can't go toe-to-toe with them. They're too good, Manchester City. But we could throw rabbits out of hats. We could do surprise things. We could do just every now and then do something that will make Manchester City think, oh, hang on a minute, who's he? What is he doing? Blah, blah, blah. So I think I think going back to the, the original point, I think Target will probably miss out. I think Dan Byrne will play at left side, although that is a danger because he's not a natural left back and Manchester City are so, so good. Um, and let's hope we give them a game. Let's hope we, we you know, no, I, I, once upon a time, I said a week ago, it's a free hit, no ventured, no gained. I don't think we can do that. I don't think we, I think we're too good at that to say it's a free hit. I think we have to be respectful. I think we have to try and play them at their merits. If at the end of the day you're beaten by a side who are horrendously good, then that's fair enough. But I just think if 52,000 walked away tomorrow, and Eddie Howe will be aware of this, if we walked away from 52,000 not having had a go, not having had a question against Manchester City, then I think we'll be disappointed. So let's see. Prediction from you, Mick? I, I cannot be honest, Steve. I cannot be honest. I, I, they are they are just very very good. I would love to think we could get a get a point, but I think I, I, it, it, this sounds perverse. Uh, but I would be strangely way happy with a two one feed. Yeah, and I, I'm, I don't you know it's no great surprise that I mean I've I've took a draw. I'm hopeful. I think Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exact, exact same. Exact same. I'd be, I'd be over the moon with that. But yeah, Manchester City are a different a different class, different level. Yeah. And um, yeah, defeat won't be, um, you know, as and long as it's not embarrassing. And, it, and it's not the worst thing in the world because, as I say, for six months from December through until May, Eddie Howe mm. created something a bit special. And the only thing that was a little bit of a, a, a downside was a, a victory, uh, sorry, a defeat at the hands of Manchester City and a defeat at the hands of Liverpool. So... That's no defeat. That's that's no disgrace. That is absolutely no disgrace. If in the next three years we're still beating Manchester City and still beating Liverpool, we might by then be fourth, fifth, and sixth, and slowly but surely we'll eventually beat Manchester City or Liverpool. But at this minute in time, I'm sorry, I can't see it happen. Now, before we meet again, we've got the important game against Tranmere as well, a League Cup tie. Yeah, uh, live on Sky. I, re- so, I remember. I remember a few of those. I remember the FA Cup one. There, there was an FA Cup one at, at Prenton Park, wasn't there as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was at the Zenith Data Systems Cup game, the six-six yeah. one, which was the infamous, uh, the infamous six-six getting beat seven-six yeah. on penalties. Fantastic, three hat tricks yeah. in the game. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just how important is it that Newcastle do well in that game and, and put a cup run? together. Hugely, absolutely hugely. Um, You know, as as I've said there, 
you know, we we are not we are not going to win the title. I mean, that we haven't even you wouldn't even you wouldn't even contemplate that. We would do absolutely phenomenally well to get into Europe. But if we could get a trophy, if we could get a trophy, if we could have a run, if we could get to Wembley and lose a final. We, it's it's just about progress. It's all about progress. It's all about the feel good factor. It's all about part of banishing the dark days uh, of Mike Ashley and growing this, growing this football club again, growing the brightness, growing the fact that you know we are a football club that people are respecting again. We are a football club that the rest of the country are thinking. Hang on a minute. Have you seen Newcastle? They're still top 10, you know, they're still eighth or ninth. And do you know what it is? They're in the fifth round. They're in the sixth round of, of the, the Carabao Cup, et cetera, et cetera. It's important. It's important. It'll be interesting to see what, ty- what team he picks, by the way, as well, because that's been a problem over the years. You know, we've always previously said the manager has been dictated by the ownership. I don't think that will happen this time around. But at the same time, Eddie Howe is a clever guy and he knows that he has to keep members of his squad happy as well. So as much as we would love to play our number one eleven against Tranmere Rovers, even now I'll be very, very surprised if there's not five or six missing that night. You just have to do it. You just have to do it. We should have enough to beat them, though, Mick, surely. Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, you just never know. We just never know. Yeah, well, there'll be a meltdown if we don't beat Tramier, I think. But, uh, <laughs> let's let's see what well, happens. Hey, 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 Eddie Howe was manager the day that Cambridge turned up not long ago. Yes, you're right, exactly. Now, now you know that 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 a is an indication of the change. That's a that's an indication of how far we've moved on. But at the same time, it's also an indication that in football, anything can happen on any given day. We might win 3-0 tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's it. That's why we love it. The uncertainty. Exactly. Exactly. Mick, great stuff as always. Have a good weekend and look forward to getting you back on next Saturday, mate. Take care. Have a good week. Enjoy tomorrow. See you later. Bye-bye, mate.